0: what's up guys this is our first episode of she got game i am maya or overtime maya joined by dallas aka legal licks dallas how are you
1: i'm doing wonderful maya how you feeling today
0: i'm good i'm actually really excited for this show we've been talking about this for forever this college season is insane there's like twists and turns everywhere So I'm happy that now we can finally dive in and really talk about it.
1: I feel like the field is really even this year. and uh, It's not really one overly powerful team, even though we do have that LSU team that's kind of the super team. I don't think it's as Mm -hmm. super as everyone thought it was going to be early on.
0: I don't even think that's the powerful team. I think that's South Carolina. Like, they're always the reigning champs. They're not this year, but I think a lot of people didn't expect them to bounce back as strong as they have. Yeah, I love, I love South Carolina. Okay, so the season is crazy so far. There's injuries, there's upsets, there's 40-point games, so much Twitter drama. There's a million places where we could start. But as of right now, let's just go through the top 10 NCAA WBB teams, okay? So the first five, we have South Carolina, UCLA, NC State, Iowa, and Texas. What you want to talk about out of those five?
1: Um, I mean, you can always start, but let's start with the number one team. Uh, Coach Dawn Staley is amazing. Uh, She has her girls, they play with just amazing attitude and aggression. I feel like that's what separates them from the rest of the team. Uh, They have the big girls, they have the guard play, and Dawn Staley really, really is like one with her players. It almost feels like she's in the locker room as a player halfway and halfway across. I feel like that's a big benefit to the team because when the players are connected to the coaches they want to play hard for them they want to give them 130 percent i feel like that's why south carolina along of course with getting the best recruits all the time uh that's why they're number one right now and it's going to be hard to beat them at any point in time
0: i do think a big part of the reason as to why they get those recruits though is like you said it's dawn and it's what she's able to bring to them like I don't know if you saw the story with Joyce Edwards one of the top recruits in the country she was trying to figure out do I want to go to Clemson LSU or South Carolina South Carolina was like, oh well if you come here we'll make your major they didn't even have her major but they made it in the Honors College for her so I feel like that just shows how much they care about them as a person and not just as an athlete and so yeah. then of course you're able to get the best talent and I think last season With the quote-unquote rookies, now that they're gone, like Aliyah Boston, Zaya Cook, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know what South Carolina's going to do. But they already had a crazy bench. And so now when they added in all these new freshmen, now some of the bench warmers are starters. They're a powerhouse team. So it's not really surprising that they're this good, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, Cardoso is huge down there for South Carolina. I mean – she just has a nasty streak.
0: I feel like she could play in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she she's amazing. When she was at Syracuse, I think she was like freshman of the year and co-defensive player of the year. Like she has accolades. So it's exciting that now that she's at South Carolina, she can get those minutes and get those reps. So the one team I did not expect to be in the top five, I'm going to be honest, is NC State. Did you see that coming?
1: No, I didn't see it coming. Uh, NC State is playing amazing behind their guards. It's like their guards are really playing really well this year. Uh, and also, the big girl, she's holding it down because she's getting spoon-fed by all the guards. Uh, they just beat Illinois State. And, I mean, Baldwin, 14 points, seven rebounds, one assist, six and nine from the field. And then they're playing amazing defense. They're shutting teams down Uh and I, when you play defense, it's pretty easy to win games. They're not letting the highest scoring team has scored 61 points on them. Uh, wow. Well, UConn scored 81, but that was a shootout, and they ended up scoring 92 against UConn. So, but they're wow. averaging probably about 50 points a game for their opponents, and if your opponents can't get over 50, you're probably going to win a lot of games.
0: It's going to be crazy when Zam Jones goes to NC State because she's a walking bucket. So she recently committed there. Once she's there, I feel like they might even end up ranked higher. Like they're going to keep going up for sure. We got to talk about Iowa, obviously. They're number four. That's not a surprise in any way, shape, or form. How have you liked watching them so far?
1: Uh, Iowa is the most exciting team to me uh, to watch them because – Kaelin Clark is just so animated, and it's just its like Steph Curry in the women's game, and it's amazing. She does everything for that team. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, I, it's, They're always going to be there at the end because just of how well she can control the game at all aspects, and at any point in time, she can just go off. Uh, so they're going to be there at the end. Uh, The size and the toughness maybe won't be there just because the other teams have the real physical aggressive women but Caitlin's skills just like the Steph Curry effect like I said the Warriors could win it all at any point in time just because of his skill level regardless of who else around him because he makes everybody else so much better and makes the game easier for everyone she had the same effect so it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes uh down the stretch of the of the tournament
0: yeah so watch Caitlin she's so electric You know, like she just she genuinely does have star power to where you can't take your eyes off of her. I don't really like when people compare her to the men's basketball players because it's like she's a woman basketball player. Women can be buckets, too. But you got to look if you look at the overall NCA record for 30 point games. She just tied it her next game. She's probably going to break it like she's just really up there with the men, one of the best women's players, if not the best, arguably for some people. Not for me, but for some people. So it's really fun to watch Kaitlyn. I think the only thing that I would worry about for Iowa when they do head to the tournament is their lack of defense. Yeah, They're not really the best defensive team. There's often times where she doesn't even like make her way back to the other end of the court. So it's like you're putting up these high numbers, but you also have to do good defense because defense wins games too.
1: Got yeah, Texas at five. Uh, the Jones and Harmon duo inside out. That's amazing as well. Um, the the thing about the college women's college game is you really gotta wait on those marquee matchups so you can really tell how good these teams are. Cause a lot of time they they play bottom feeders most of the year, but when you get those real matchups, that's when that that real competitiveness comes out and you see how these girls stack up against each other. And that's when the women's game is the most exciting to watch. We just got those beautiful matchups. Uh, But I like the Texas team with the – I feel like in basketball, when you have a, a big and a guard that can play well off each other, that's really a big key to having real dominance. Because if you got just a big, it's hard to get the ball to the big. You know, the big can post up, but you don't have to. Quality guards to get the big the ball and vice versa. If you just got guards, you could double a guard, get the ball out of the guard hand, and force the big to finish around the rim. Round round. Texas, they have a great combo, Harmon and Jones, and yeah, I feel like it works really, really well for them.
0: The other five of the top ten, we have Southern California, LSU, Colorado, Stanford, and Baylor. It breaks my heart to see LSU on the lower half. At least they're still in the top ten, though. But I really was hoping this would be their season.
1: It might be their season. It's early. We just they just got Angel back.
0: <laughs> it is early. I think there's there's just been so many adjustments. And since they are the reigning national champs, every single team is like, oh, we have LSU on our schedule. They're looking forward to going in playing their best basketball. I don't know if LSU was fully prepared. And so when you saw the season opener with Colorado, I think they knew they were going to win the game. So then they were like thrown off like, oh, wait, this, this is very competitive. And then now they ended up getting kind of blown out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, LSU, they got a lot of moving pieces. You
0: got two of the
1: best players in college basketball. You got Haley Van Liff over there with Angel Reese. And then you got the freshman. That's just amazing. Uh, It's like, they're gonna be there at the end. Like it's it's I can't wait for tournament time. Uh there those pieces are gonna gel really well throughout the course of the year because I feel like all those players understand the others' talents. And I don't think it'll be any headbutting or anything like that. And I feel like they all play different positions as well. Uh they all have different roles on the team and it just takes time, just like with any team, just like yeah. any team. You put all stars together, it's going to take time for them to jail and learn how to play off each other because they're so used to having the dominance for themselves and being the the man/slash girl. uh, It just takes a adjustment. It just takes time. Everything takes time. They'll be fine.
0: One player that did not need any time is Juju Watkins in Southern California. They're dominating. I love watching their, their games.
1: Yeah. She, she's amazing. She is amazing. Like, I, I've been watching her game for a while. And it's like she has the Kobe Bryant mentality, 130%. Uh, she can score at all three levels. Free, She gets to the free throw line. And she has just that, like I said, that Kobe Bryant mentality, that will to win. And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. have that. And I love how she wants to follow. And I believe Lisa Leslie steps. uh I might be, yeah. she broke her record? Yeah, yeah, so uh, USC, she made the choice to go there instead of going to, like, another super school, and uh, she's putting them on the map completely, and I, I don't know what she's going to be. It's scary what she can be in the next four years. She might dominate the WNBA and everything. Like, she might go down as the best player ever.
0: <laughs> and the fact that she's from California, I love when players decide to stay at home and like like you said, put their hometown on the map, because who else would do it? You know. Yeah. So, Colorado, did you expect them to be in the top ten? A lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, I knew it." Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't know that. I I did not know it at
0: all. Uh, you didn't either.
1: I wouldn't expect them to be in the top ten. Uh, just like I didn't expect UConn not to be in the top ten. So <laughs> uh, I didn't. I did not yeah. see Colorado.
0: The the UConn storyline, it really is heartbreaking because you can see how great of a team they are, how strong their players are individually and together, how much they care for one another, their coaching staff. But it really is heartbreaking to see them. The whole team keeps getting plagued by injuries over and over and over. And this is the lowest they've been ranked in, what, 30 years, they said? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lowest. So they're probably going to continue to drop. <laughs> he lost three straight games. Uh, it's pretty tough. I, I don't I don't think Gino's ever lost three straight games in his whole coaching career. Uh, you might have to check, double-check that, but I, I highly doubt he's lost three straight games before.
0: <laughs> That's wild. I, I hope that they can just take some time to rebuild because this was their comeback season to an extent, but maybe they just have to take some time to focus on themselves and like genuinely rebuilding, recruiting, working on their staff, you know, their athletic training staff to see what's going on. Like it just happened in a it was a not it's been a bunch of non-contact injuries randomly. So yeah. they got to look in their locker room and see like what's really going on. Yeah, for sure. And then Stanford, I knew Stanford was going to be up there. They have Cameron Brink. She's phenomenal. She almost just broke the record for the most consecutive free throws. Her being a big, that's not talked about enough. Like a big, she's now second in NCAA consecutive free throws made. Most bigs don't make free throws, you know? So that's huge. She's out there. She's rebounding. She's getting big numbers. I love Cameron. I love the Sanford team. And I feel like they're going to make a great run later on this season in March.
1: Yes, I agree. Uh, I actually lost some money on them uh, in the tournament last year. It was a big upset. I believe it was Ole Miss that beat them uh, in the tournament. I I might be wrong. uh, That was really, really strong. And they they lost the game. They were, I think, about a 15-point favorite. And they ended up losing outright. And I know that was heartbreaking. I know how it feels to lose when you're really supposed to beat someone and that's how you get put out of the tournament. So I know they're coming back very, very hungry as a team, coaching staff, everyone, because they feel like they were close last year and they lost to someone that they never even lost to. It's different when you lose to a team that you know is a tough matchup, but the team where you're over a 10 point favorite and you lose to them, it's like that, if you think about that the whole off season, it's impossible for it to get off your mind. So you come back the next year very 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 thirsty to try to get back to where you were and uh i feel like they definitely have that in them right
0: now for sure and then another team we could just briefly mention is baylor baylor is number 10. they said this is the only time that the women's team and men's team are both in the top 10.
1: baylor men are amazing the girls are just the same uh i like it when Two teams are at the top, uh, both men and women. They Uh kind of like push each other, you know. You don't want to each other. Yeah, yeah, I I like that a lot. Kind of like how Deja Kelly and uh, her boyfriend does in North Carolina.
0: Three teams I think should be mentioned, though they're not in the top ten. Notre Dame is 14, Virginia Tech is 15, and then UConn is 17. It is sad to see UConn so low, like we said before. I'm a little surprised that Virginia Tech is ranked so low because they're a very strong team. They have great players. I love watching Elizabeth Kitley and Georgia Amore. Georgia's a bucket. Elizabeth is fire. Um, they just played LSU. That was a rematch from their Final Four game from last season. So I knew that was going to be a great game. But LSU, that was Angels' first game back, which was perfect timing. So as her first came back, um, they ended up, I think, winning by, like, 20. So it wasn't that close. But yeah. I do like Virginia Tech overall as a team. And since they went to the Final Four last year, I feel like, why not? You know, like, they might make a run again this year.
1: No run coming. <laughs> the run won't be coming. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see them making a run this year, but – uh, they, they will beat some of the teams that are not in the top ten, but I'll, that top ten is pretty tough. I don't, I don't want to see them beating so many teams in the top ten.
0: This season has started off super strong already. We got to talk about some of these freshmen. Okay, so I think obviously first we have to talk about Juju. Juju, I just feel like every single game she's breaking a new record. She's, had, she's putting up crazy numbers, doing outstanding things. And it's really not surprising. Like, if you watched Juju in high school, you knew when she went to college that she was going to be her. You know, she passed Lisa Leslie's record for most 30-point games by a USC freshman. There hasn't even been that many games. You know, like, it wasn't like, oh, she's been trying and she might reach it. She's just out there doing what she does, and then she's just casually passing records. There was another stat they said. It was a specific stat of, points, rebounds, blocks, and steals, and they said the only other player in college history, men or women's, NBA, WNBA history, was LeBron James. So she had a LeBron-type game, and I just don't feel like it's talked about enough.
1: Yeah. uh, Like I said earlier, she's amazing. Uh, I I, I feel like she's going to be maybe the best woman to ever touch a basketball. Uh, She got the size. Handles, she's got everything that you can ask for. And she got the swagger. Uh it's in the work ethic. Like she has everything. If I would, if I could create a player like on NBA 2K, I would create Juju. Like Juju Ball. Really? <laughs> it would be her. She got all the intangibles, everything. Like she got everything.
0: Another player that I feel like we're always seeing crazy clips online is Malaysia out of South Carolina she's from the area so like we mentioned before it's great to see these players stay home Malaysia is she's always been a flashy player right like when she came to the overtime event she's always like doing crazy things she's shooting from the logo she's driving into the paint she's breaking ankles so this is another thing that's not really that surprising but just even after her very first game Kevin Durant was tweeting about her. LeBron James, like everybody, was instantly like, "Oh my God, Malaysia!" It's like, yeah, we knew that this was coming.
1: Yeah, and Don Don's been on her for a long time. Like she she made sure she got her because uh, she saw what she could do. Uh, Malaysia is really amazing. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see her for the rest of the year. Um, she's going to be the driving force to make South Carolina go because the bigs are always going to be there. That guard play, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. you got to mix the guards with the bigs and she fits flawlessly in that system. Uh, and, and she trusts Don and Don trusts her. and let her. She lets her be free. That's the beautiful part about it. Uh, I feel like a lot of players are held back by coaches because they don't let them be free. Don in Malaysia, it's a perfect plug.
0: Perfect plug. Then we also have Michaela Williams of LSU. Michaela's averaging 18 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. It just doesn't seem like she gets nervous. You know, like, whenever it's, it's time to sub a she goes out there and she completely dominates.
1: Yeah, she got, she got a lot of stars around her, too, so it makes it a lot easier, uh, especially playing on the championship team. There is some pressure, but with Van Liff and Reese and – Everybody around, it kind of releases the pressure. And she can just go out there and ball and play her own game and not really worry about the rest of the stuff because she got backup. They're going to pick her up uh, whenever she does fail, if she does fail. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like we also have to talk about Hannah Hidalgo. She's out of Notre Dame, which is ranked number 14. So they're not one of the huge powerhouse teams, kind of but at their first game in paris she dropped 31 points and then it's like oh okay we might need to watch her but then her next game was 26. then her next game was 21. then her next year was 24. then her next year was 23. so she's putting up she put up huge numbers in her first five games and i think she was kind of a sleeper to an extent don't you think
1: yes for sure i mean she just led a comeback against uh tennessee the other day in tennessee and that was amazing to me because i actually betted on tennessee this game uh tennessee was up about 12 points and then she just started doing everything rebounding the ball passing the ball she had about four steals well yeah she had four steals seven rebounds seven assists and 13 points and it was like she single-handedly led the comeback uh and tennessee ended up losing that game by five after being up by i uh, think about what they were up i think uh, 16 points. Tennessee was up 16. She's single-handed. She single-handedly led that comeback. and It was really, really amazing to watch a freshman go out there and ball like that.
0: I'm, I've honestly just been a little surprised that these freshmen are performing so well so fast. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're in a in a state of in America where the the younger generation is getting so much training at such an early age that mm-hmm. age is not even a factor in talent level like the talent level at a young age is ridiculous right now so
0: we talked about the new players that how they've been performing but we got to talk a little bit about the returning players what was one of your favorite storylines from last season that you're looking forward to continue watching this season
1: um i mean my favorite storyline has to be caitlin clark i mean at the end of the day uh probably my favorite player uh he's amazing and i just I don't want the Clark Show ever to end. I'm going to be pretty sad when it goes to the WNBA.
0: Do you think she's going to leave after this season? Uh, I'm not
1: sure. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of. I feel like it depends on what she does, how the season ends. Uh, That's that's the big key. Uh, But I don't. I don't want the Clark Show to end. I'm just. I love seeing the Clark Show. Uh, It's very, very fun and entertaining. And also the second storyline that I feel like is Haley Van Lippen going to like a, the powerhouse like yeah. it feels like when Katie went to the Warriors almost it's like whoa it's overkill like
0: yeah it she is gotta, <laughs> she got that, that's the hardest part because she was such a pivotal part of the Louisville team now that she's at LSU I'm just kind of waiting for her to show like hey, I'm integral to this LSU team as well. Since they already were the national champions, it's like kind of hard to make that team better. Of course you can because some of their players left, but I'm still waiting for that moment for her to really prove like, okay, I'm the point guard of this team. I can run this team the way it needs to happen. And I think she's still trying to make that adjustment, but it is super, super early in the season.
1: I'm ready to see Haley explode and just become that extra plug to push LSU back to the finals.
0: Definitely agree. I'm keeping my eye on Haley too. And I think I also, I'm really interested in seeing what South Carolina does since this is kind of like their revenge season. They're always on top. So for them to not make it to the championship last year was like, Oh wait, like there are other good teams outside of South Carolina. What's going on? So just interesting. And I'm, hoping to see them. They're undefeated right now, of course. So it's like, I just love watching them. Hopefully they can keep their good run for the rest of the season. I don't want any injuries. I don't want any Twitter drama, you know, and I just, I really do love South Carolina as a team because like you said earlier, you can tell that it's a great program, not just a couple of star players together. So definitely something to keep our eye on. So this is our first episode of She Got Game. We'll be back soon to keep talking women college hoops. Dallas, thank you for joining me. And we're out.